<laughs> We've got today on Space News, Jovian Moon enumerations, deep space solar sonifications, European spacesuit fabrications, and multiple UFO obliterations. Coming to you now, right now. I'm Braden. I'm Dan. Um, some people are thinking it's, a, you know, they question us. Only half the theorites, theorists are here because uh, we're obviously competing with the Super Bowl. And uh, no, the Super Bowl is competing with yeah, us. Yeah, we're not going to capture the same amount of audience because, uh, you know, because of the Super Bowl. But we decided to push on anyways. They're going to take, you know, whatever, a couple million viewers from us tonight. But that's all right. Uh, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Um, you know what? I, I've got good news and bad news to open the show. I forgot to mention this to you. Uh, we're going to, this is normally uh, Cosmic Channel's time slot. Um, got some bad news. Good news and bad news. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we, when we kind of moved Cosmic Channel's to its own, we kind of said uh, the show is a lot of work to keep going. It's, 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 Almost triple the cost. Uh, it's a it's a it's a hard show to run. Um, with that being said, Cosmic Channels in in the format that it was is dead. Cue sad song. Did you have the violin, Dan? Uh, no, 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 I didn't get I didn't get tuned. Didn't have yeah, time right. to tune it. Yeah. Um, so with that, you know, Cosmic Channels. Um, is no more. We're going to fill that time slot with doing space news and some fan interaction. We've been kind of testing these out the last couple of weeks and we're hoping to do uh, the first dedicated one uh, on the 26th, uh, the next Cosmic Channels time. Now, just because Cosmic Channels is done doesn't mean that we the Randomatron couldn't spit open some sort of cosmic line at the, at the end of a uh, space news segment or not. We're not sure, uh, you know, the Randomatron has a mind of its own. So... There's that. But I mean, spaces, everyone loves spaces. I love spaces. Dan loves spaces. <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening uh, loves spaces. There's been so much going on this week. And um, what do we want to, what are we starting with, Dan? Well, I think we're probably going to have to start talking about the European Space Agency wants to kind of open source its design uh, or outsource its design to regular people for their new uh, spacesuits <laughs> that are going to be for Mar using for Mars and the moon and anywhere else. Um, so the ESA, the European Space Agency, uh, went ahead and asked for public help in the last month or so. That has gone um, so well. That has gone so well <laughs> with asking the public for names, um, a few boat names come to mind, right? Like <laughs> snow plows. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You leave this, you leave this, this gets in the hand of a couple Twitter trolls. These guys are going to be looking like they're spa Nazi space scientists from the third Reich. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, there were a couple parameters that the ESA kind of <laughs> put forth and they said that uh, they, they wanted to give designers a chance to help them create these new uh, these new spacesuits, uh, design them. It's not even like you had to be an engineer because they said the engineers will take care of everything else. What they really want, what they're Draw. really interested in. <laughs> Cray well, crayon, crayon them up. <laughs> you could. I mean, possibly, yeah. yes. Like, I, it, that's that's the, uh, that's kind of the implication I got from the article that I, that I read um, was saying that, yeah, you can, you can go ahead and send in your designs um, it, depending on when you're listening to, listening to this, you might have uh, about two more weeks 
uh, that they're open for uh, for suggestions uh, for designs because uh, they're going to close it. I think in February twenty eighth. Yeah, so uh, got time. Twenty twenty. You got time quickly. So, bust out your cram pack uh, and dust out. And and to be honest, you're going to want to because the prize is unreal. The prize <laughs> if your spacesuit gets chosen is unreal. Is it a trip to space? No. Is it a spaceship of a spacesuit of your own? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, winners uh, who get their design chosen will get a <laughs> you'll get a tour of the European Astronaut Center near Cologne, Germany. Uh, so I mean, they, they they can't exactly shoot you out to space, but um, you'll get as that's probably as close as most of us could probably get. Well, um, the other thing is, I was like, just give give the person a like a full on suit. To me, that would be awesome. <laughs> like if I won the contest and they're like, all right, you got two options here. We will give you a full suit. That you can just have. That's your design, a full suit, size to you that you can wear, and then uh, <laughs> and it's like, wait, you know, what are you gonna or wear we'll to? fly you to Germany. I'll be like, I want the suit. <laughs> like, and and tons of people are in the chat. When, when are we talking about the UFOs? UFOs are coming. That's that's the that's the peak of the show. Let us get through some spaces, and we'll be talking all about. Yeah, that's these the UFOs. only that stuff didn't so, happen in space. Okay. Yeah. And this is space news. This is space news. We'll get we'll get to the Earth news in a second here. <laughs> Don't worry, Kyle and Rusty and, and Corey and anyone else who's commented about the UFOs. It's coming. <laughs> um, no, one of the one of the most interesting things that I found about this competition was that they want um, they want their designs to emphasize on representing European identity, which I'm not 100 percent sure what that means. Um, I assume when I I mean when I think of Europe, it's going to be some kind of like designed after some kind of like you know uh, 14th century like knight. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like medieval, like, like some medieval dead space night, medieval yeah. design. Well, not like dead space, but I would say like, yeah, like a, not a crusader, I suppose, but like, you know, like a jousting tournament night. Yeah. I <laughs> like, like ornate kind of like that uh, would be pretty, pretty sick. I think those would be pretty fun. Um, uh, that's what I thought. So, uh, <laughs> you got till February 28th. February get, 28th, get, get in your designs. Yeah. Get them in, send it in. If you win, and you get a suit. You got to send us a piece of the suit. Why send us a piece of the suit? Well, I'm not going to ask for the whole suit. That's why. Why would you even ask for? It won't work if you send some piece. Well, they're not obviously not going to space. Send me the glove. Because <laughs> they wouldn't even have known about it if it wasn't for us. Now, um, this next one. I mean, this the pettiness of this story has been going on for decades now. Just this, like this. Never-ending one-upmanship. It's getting <laughs> sickening. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, it's the long, storied jealousy battle of who has the most moons. No one yeah, cares. The, <laughs> the giant solar system dick measuring contest of yeah. who has the most moons. Yeah, between yeah. Ja Jupiter and Saturn. Like, get over it. You got a lot of moons. <laughs> All right. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. What is it now? 82 or some shit? <laughs> uh, well, in 2019, Jupiter lost the, had lost the lead, apparently, um, uh, to Saturn. But now Jupiter has regained its, uh, its lead now that they have uh, counted 12 previously unknown moons that orbit around uh, our you know, our Jovian neighbor. Uh, so that brings the total to 92. And Saturn comes in second with only 83. I love how the I love how the ad, the ad for this says a measly count of 80. <laughs> like just a really dagger in the backs 
uh, <laughs> of that one. The funny thing of this is to me is I'm like, it's just people counting. People have been fucking up the count of this fucking thing or not been patient enough while counting these things for so long, right? Like uh, you, you think this day and age, you'd be like, we, we know for certainty the exact number of orbital bodies around Jupiter and Saturn. Not the case. Well, no. Uh, yeah, that's the interesting thing is that these these observations, uh, which were led by an astronomer by the name of Scott Shepard of the Carnegie Institution for Science, uh, actually used... It, it's, it's essentially like it's difficult to find all the moons that... that sort of like that orbit around Jupiter. Number one is because Jupiter is so bright. Like it is, it is, uh, in terms of like when you look at it with a telescope or something like that, you know, it, it, it reflects so much light that you, it's, it's very difficult to kind of pinpoint out, um, you know, orbiting bodies that we you know would count as moons. So, uh, what they actually did was I believe they used a different type of telescope, uh, to go ahead and look at, Jupiter, and they kind of found it by accident. I think it's like they kind of found it by accident, and they can like they picturing out all these tiny little rocks and stuff that are, that are floating around. Um, they're not. Some of them are a little bit. They're different. I, which I didn't know this was that a lot of Jupiter's moons actually orbit in a retrograde direction, like opposite. So opposite the way that uh, Jupiter spins. Um, spins. And so uh, what scientists are saying that that's how you can kind of tell the difference about which moons may have been naturally formed and which moons are actually just, you know, been passing bodies that had gotten caught in, in its Jupiter's, orbit. In its orbit. Yeah, because it's so, so fat. Got so much <laughs> mass. Did, did, fucking Jupiter's our, uh, our solar system bodyguard, man. Like, yeah. if it weren't for Jupiter, we get smacked with meteors like all the fucking time. It's the big boy. He's yeah. the bouncer. He's our sol- he's our solar system's bouncer. You know, <laughs> it's it, it's to be honest. When I read the number of moons, I was surprised. I was like, ninety two. I was like, in my head, no word of a lie. In my head, seventeen. <laughs> That's what I thought in my head. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was absolutely blown away by the true number of these things. Yeah, and another little little fact about this the search of the for the moons is that originally uh, apparently uh when they were um like they weren't even looking for these moons the, the scientists were actually looking for our hypothetical uh planet 9 like the ninth planet in the solar system. Oh, yeah. They're they were looking Nibiru. they were looking out the yeah, Nibiru, planet X. Um they were looking that's what they were actually looking for, but they just happened to to focus in on Jupiter and say, "Whoa, there's some more moons that we can go ahead and count and give Jupiter its title back, I suppose." Yeah. I mean, again. I mean we find it's it's just one of those things that you're like even though we're looking for something that seems kind of weird, you know, whether you're searching for Bigfoot or aliens or any of that stuff, it's like you always find something along the way, which is always, uh, you know, pretty interesting discoveries, even when you're trying to, you know, do things like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what else we got? So another interesting little thing is that I, I had seen this before. I had kind of seen this stuff done before and I wasn't sure exactly what I was expecting because, um, you know, you, you see in the news, they have the thing, oh, the first sounds of a black hole. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I have read other posts about talking about like, if you could hear the sun, like the sun actually makes a sound. Um, they're like, if you could hear the sun, it would sound like 
800 chainsaws blasting full volume all day, every day, and yeah. you know, drive us all insane. Um, but this one, uh, that the headline goes, we can now hear the sound of one of the most beautiful stars. So I was kind of thinking maybe that's hyperbole or something. It's like, oh no, maybe it is like just a bunch of static uh, coming up, radiation sound uh, set to pitch or whatever. But no, what it is is that they took... Um, uh, they took the observation data from a star called RS Puppis. Puppis? I think it's Puppis? Pupis? <laughs> and uh, which is about uh, 6,500 light years away. And they set it, um, uh, they gave it what is they call the data sonification treatment. So they took a Hubble image of the star and they kind of transcribed the light that is emitted by the star into sound. So the mm. assigning like pitch and direction uh, that like radiating from the center of that image and then turned, uh, you know, and then the volume was affected by the light, uh, the brightness of the light from the star. So they turned it into this thing. And it, it's actually pretty pleasant. Well, let's, uh, we got 42 seconds of it right here. The sonification sure. <laughs> of the RS pupus. Uh, Let's. I think you can hear this. You, Dan, you may not be able to hear this. Sure. But I think the stream can hear this. If you could just bob your head like you hear this to give the sure. illusion. Got it. Um, and chat, let me know if you can hear this or not. So yeah, it's a you know it's a solar jam. You know, a solar EP. Oh, when's the beat drop? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool uh, technique that they use to go ahead and do this. And so, <laughs> Dutch, Duchess of Doobies on uh, the chat says, uh, "It sounds like aggressive wind chimes." <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not right. Storms no. are coming. That's what it sounds like. Storms are coming. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, while while looking this up, I, I found out uh, some. I came across some pretty interesting facts about the type of star that RS Pupus is. That apparently it is a type of star known as a Cepheid variable star, which are actually pretty fucking interesting. Which I found out. Um, these types of stars actually allow scientists and astronomers to calculate the vast distances in the universe. Like apparently, like before 1912, we uh, scientists were unable to kind of calculate how far things away were when we observed them in space beyond a couple hundred light years until uh, a, a researcher named Henrietta Leavitt uh, discovered that there is a certain group of stars that seem to display a distinct relationship between the star's brightness and its periodicity. So it's dimming. Like it would, yeah. uh, she could kind of calculate it out, like how. Uh, these stars had a very distinct periodicity where they would dim and then they would brighten and they would dim and then they would brighten. And then she used, you know, calculated all this out. And then you could work out um, how intrinsically bright these stars were. Not how they were observed from Earth, but actually where they were in their, you know, in their region of space. So taking all that data and all that thing. And, and this was like, this was one of the people, you know, I've said this is one of the most important discoveries in astronomy, in history of astronomy, is that she put this all together and by allowed hand. us. <laughs> it's yeah, doing it by this is a pen, paper. She's got a pencil. <laughs> yeah, it's, inc it's insane. Yeah, it's I was like, wild. holy shit, this is, this is amazing. Not only, the, you know, the, the sonification thing is neat, but I was like, holy smokes. Like, this, this lady put this all down did it all by hand in a notebook somewhere, calculated it all out, and it's just like I'll tell I can wah. tell you right now. That's the <laughs> that's the like the crazy one of the craziest things to me is that there's people out there that smart because you could 
give me immortality. Dan, immortality. Yeah. Leave me here on earth. And I would never figure this out. Never. <laughs> not once. Not once. I, uh, you just leave me with all the tools we have today. Right? And in a yeah. million years, I wouldn't figure out how to... I wouldn't figure, figure out this out. problem at all. I mean, yeah. Ever. You, I mean, you probably have to... I mean, you could. You just have to start in the foundation of astronomy, I suppose. No. <laughs> no. no. I'm telling you right now, there's not a chance. I don't have the reading <laughs> comprehension. I can't read books that... Well, you could learn. Are technical. I just, I get instant. I'm like, this is boring. Can't read this anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a, it, it was seriously a, a humbling to, to, to see that, uh, to, to find out this. And actually it was exciting to, to learn something like this, that, you know, people that this, this star, which is also uh, distinguished as being the brightest Cepheid variable of the RS pupus um, with an average brightness of 15,000 times our sun. Um, and then just it's, I, I guess it also holds the title of kind of like, I, I guess in the astronomy circles as one of the most beautiful stars uh, since it's surrounded by clouds of uh, debris and glass that kind of reach yeah, out. Yeah, but so, beauty's or, in the eye of the beholder, so. Yeah, th this is true. This right? is true. So it's, uh, it's anyone, very subjective. Yeah, it's very subjective. This is, I don't like, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the star beauty contests. All I've stars never, are beautiful. Yeah, the, all stars, all shapes, all sizes, beautiful. <laughs> Whether you're, you know, whether you're a red dwarf yeah. or a yellow dwarf or a white dwarf or a brown dwarf yeah. star. I think it's... You know, quasar little, I think they call them little stars Pulsar, now. quasar, pulsar. Dan, yeah, you know, yeah, I think I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah little stars. It's not red, politically correct. Red little stars. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's bring it back down to earth because this last... that We're recording this Sunday, February 12th. And this last four or five days has been... Uh, a whirlwind. I mean, it started off with um, the balloons. You know, we called it the China lanterns. Mm -hmm. We talked about it last week on Space News. Um, and then, uh, what was the first one? The first, no, I'm, I'm, there's just been a slew of just UFO videos. Like, obviously now UFO and aliens are a hot topic. And mm -hmm. I'll say this, for people listening, I... I bet I've combed through more UFO and alien videos in the last two years than probably most people on Earth. That's not a lie. That's not a lie. It's not. It's Every not. single, basically, MUFON database that has been submitted in the last two years, I've seen the day they've been posted. I watch them. I look at them. I've, I've, I've scoured the database. I don't know if there's too many more people on earth that have seen more UFO videos in the last two years than me. And I'll tell you this, right now, this last three days has been very difficult because people are like, holy shit, there's now a UFO flying above my house. Here's the video. And I'm like, I've seen that video before. That video is old. <laughs> this video is old. So it's just, you're getting a slew. But one of the things that came out was we shot down a craft. High altitude craft on, what? what when was that, Dan? There's one on Friday. I think the first, the 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 one. The, this is post post Chinese uh, surveillance balloon, uh, what is believed to be. Uh, the I think Friday was when they shot down one over waters, like over what, like U.S. waters on the off the shores of Alaska. Yeah, I think I have. Uh, I think I have um, a little map here. Oh, 
Maybe not. I don't. I think that's just where they restricted. Never mind. That's not. Oh, let's see if they have a map here. I, I got to go fast because I don't want anyone seeing my targeted ads again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never live that down. Nope. But anyway, so yeah, s- somewhere off the, you know, high altitude in Alaska, they scrambled jets, uh, and they shot some shot something down. And what one of the reports coming out, um, is that this object was as big as a car had no discernible means of propulsion um you know and then you start to get stuff that's not in the news that pops up on twitter about reports about like jet fighters saying that you know perhaps they were whatever this thing was was messing with their equipment it wasn't it was evading radar a whole bunch of other things but what we do know so far is that whoa america baby we took it out <laughs> we did. Uh, that was a that would be kill number two for the F twenty two Raptor. Uh, this one was also shot down by I believe that it's the same type of missile that they used on the uh, the Chinese uh, balloon. Uh, so uh, aim nine X sidewinder missile fired on that one. And uh, so yeah, the the official channels, the stuff that's gotten out into the um, you know into the main media uh, you know main media outlets is that this. Uh, what what they shot down, uh, some people, uh, most of it is like they're not sure, they're not 100% sure what it is. They, they shot it over frozen water, so they believe that it will be, uh, once they get a recovery team out there, it shouldn't be too difficult and, to find. And they've been hampered by pieces of it. poor weather conditions. Right, which is like recover. Alaska, which is like when isn't there poor weather, Espe- I feel like. especially I've watched Deadliest Catch. I know what goes on. Yeah, especially <laughs> um, you know this time of year. Uh, yeah, and it's, um, the, um, who is it that was doing the, uh, the, um, uh, the guy, the, the defense department kind of came out and, and talked about, it. they had like an official, uh, uh, press conference about it, talking about what it is. And they said that this is, this one was, even though like Braden said, it was the size of a car or like a small car. They said it's much, much smaller than the actual, the balloon that they shot down, um, last Saturday. And that it was described to be kind of, uh, it wasn't, it didn't seem to be carrying a payload like the other balloon. It just seemed to be kind of, from what the description is, what they're saying is just this kind of uh, object. I'm not sure. This one was, I've I've seen descriptions or I've heard descriptions of people saying that it was cylindrical in its shape. Um, But as far as we know is that you know, pretty much officials like American Radar picked it up around 9 p.m. on Thursday, Alaska time. And then uh, the U.S. Northern Command sent an AWACS surveillance aircraft, which is like those big, um, people like describe them. They're like the big planes with like the big the dinner yeah, plates yeah, on top. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's they sent one of those and then they sent a refueling plane to kind of track it. Um, they determined that it was... It didn't seem to have any type of propulsion, didn't seem to be um, any direction uh, that it seemed to be kind of headed in, I suppose. I, I've heard things that they're saying it just was just floating there, seemed to follow with the winds. Um, well, the they speed, determined, yeah, the speed of it, I mean, the speed of it was pretty slow. They were They were estimating it at 20 to 40 miles per hour. So to say this thing is like, Again, they're not saying it's a balloon. So they're, they're saying they're like, right now, we don't know how it was staying afloat. And we didn't see means of propulsion, but by no means was it moving at a, a high rate of speed at all. Yeah, like it was, wasn't. Right? Was so it fast? <laughs> right? So, um, so obviously, this thing, obviously, everything is 
goes wild, right? Uh, Twitter, um, you know, online, everything, our downloads, everything was everything, <laughs> everything alien and UFO was uh, trending in the up for sure. Um, and then briefly after that, we get word. And to be honest, I thought this was fake news, 100%, until I saw the press uh, conference with Justin Trudeau, because a second object was then shot down um, by order by order of the prime minister. It was detected by NORAD, uh, shot down over the skies of the Yukon in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the that was another F twenty two that they sent that one to that one too. Yeah. So the F twenty two pilots are having a great great time, I'm sure. Um, this one they definitely described as an unidentified cylindrical object. Uh, this is the one, and they saw it on Saturday, um, and that the uh, what is it? Canadian Defense Minister Anita Anand. Uh, she I guess she declined to speculate about what the origin of the object. Just the only thing that they can confirm is that it was cylindrical in shape. Which is interesting in itself. Like even that statement by itself is interesting because um, the other, all of these so far, I've had very, uh, very, very different structures to all these. You can call them UFOs. I guess UFOs they are an object. So yeah. UFO. Uh, they've all had, you know, you had the balloon, which is definitely round one. The other one, I, I, it's whether they said it's cylindrical or one of the other ones was octagonal. Like there's all of these different, like some kind of weird, like <laughs> anthro anthropoid uh, in the chat says, sure sounds like a sandhill crane to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it could it could have been a Mothman. Yeah, uh, this is a possibility. <laughs> but you know, but, so now it's now we have these two objects that have been shot down. Um, which in my lifetime, I don't think has ever happened. Um, and now you have, you know, press conferences and stuff with, and I get it. Like the, the governor of Alaska, she was on a, in a press conference and, and they're asking her and she, she's saying, I just got out of a classified meeting. I don't know too much about these things. Uh, we don't know whose they are, if they're state owned or what, or if, and she kind of pauses and goes like, there's some entities. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, obviously that, that just to use the word entities, uh, people are like, oh, it's aliens. It's got to be 100% uh, aliens. We're shooting aliens. But that, to be honest, that's the, to me, that's the scariest thing. Because I'm like, one, if there's just aliens coming into our airspace right now, and we're just plunking these things out of the sky, I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. That sounds like a little bit of a bad idea to me. Right. Like, I know it's one of those shoot first questions. Like, you know, are they good or are they bad? But I'm like, if they're traversing the stars and they're coming here and we're blowing them out of the skies, chances are they have technology to just, sorry, F-22 Raptors, but they're going to be, they might not like that if that, if that's what indeed this is. But, and then you would think that like, obviously having two objects blown down a third. So now we've had three in within the span of a week. Surely that's, you know, going to be the last of it or, you know, like there couldn't be too much more of this stuff. Not five hours ago, six hours ago, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Six bad. hours ago. Yet another object was shot down over Lake Hur- Huron. Huron, Huron. Yeah. Um, This one was described as uh, like a hexagon shape. Um, mm. So far, again, it, it, this is early news, but we all we know about this one is, is it was... Uh, impeding, they were just worried about it being a danger to civilian craft, 
Yeah, whatever I think this it was. one, but this is this one they were at like twenty thousand feet or something like yeah. that. They're saying that it wasn't uh, it, not as high, not flying around, but whatever it was, drifting again. Which not is, known. this this one the, apparently this one was actually a continuation from an event that had occurred yesterday, I believe, because it was the um, uh, you know this would have been the. Uh, like at the eleventh or something like that, where they a little thing, a little blurb popped up about them uh, shutting down airspace uh, within uh, with uh, Montana airspace. Yeah, and they that's had right. detected they had detected something on radar, and uh, they sent up a couple jets to kind of go and look. And the jets said they didn't they didn't have any visual confirmation on what it had um, what had tripped the radar uh, about being with this. So they just they, they didn't they weren't sure whether there was something up there or this had been like a radar fluke. They weren't weren't hundred percent sure. But then in the articles that I've read uh about the one that got downed over Lake Huron, they've been saying that that object is the same object that they had picked up uh over Montana. And this the one that was going over Lake Huron that they that they went ahead and downed. Um I I could like I could go ahead and chalk most of these up to being like you know the uh, most of the radar detection agencies are kind of like upping the dials on their things to pick <laughs> up like smaller objects and so yeah. they're just shooting everything down they're, they they change their protocols and they'd be like you know what let's just anything that's in the sky bring it down <laughs> it yeah. just seems like we're just shooting down a whole bunch of uh, stuff um, but yeah they they said that it should be pretty easy or you know within the uh it should be pretty easy to recover it uh all of this news is right now is all early days and it's like i'm also kind of i'm kind of bummed that this happens on a weekend because i guarantee like half of the shit that they they do that you know they doubt all the emergency procedures can happen very quick so launching fighters and doing all that stuff like that stuff all happens really fast recovery efforts and like anything that takes any kind of logistical like organization is going to take a few days. And especially on a weekend, there's nobody who's working on a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> if it's the U.S. government, uh, we had this chat in Discord, and I was like, it's the U.S. government. The, the people who certify that whether it's a balloon, yeah. you know, balloon identification don't come in until Monday. Yeah, you're, so not, it's you're like, not paying double time for them. <laughs> you're not, yeah, their government's not paying overtime for this bullshit. They're going to be like, uh, yeah, no, we're not coming in until Monday. So we're probably not going to get any hardcore stuff or, you know, uh, solid uh, solid reports or anything until Monday, maybe Monday evening, maybe Tuesday. I assume they, I assume they're going to have to, uh, you know, just, just off the top of my head being like, okay, they got to recover it. So they're going to recover it. Then they got to take the part and they take the carpet to pieces. And then somebody has got to come in and like figure out what they are, what mm -hmm. we can really, if these are, if these are radar, uh, if these are balloons or some kind of, uh, objects sent to our airspace by, uh, you know, other, foreign actors of some type or whatever, like they're going to kind of pick them apart and see like, what can we release about what? Like, uh, you know, so I figured it's going to be something like that. So we, so we probably won't, I probably won't well, hear any really, I, I know like I read some things that the, the, the government or at least the president was kind of being like, they, they, they've <laughs> like, this has become such a big thing about all, like all this stuff is out here in public, which they're fine with, but they're like, the speculation is just going nuts and they have to make a couple of, uh, th there's been some conversations where they've, they've needed to give personal assurances. They're that like, these stop saying aliens. entities. Stop, stop saying, saying aliens. Stop saying <laughs> stop entities. These aren't aliens. Like they're not aliens. Um, well, so, I don't know. um, <laughs> the thing is this, it's like, for me, I'm like, listen, and nobody, nobody wants it to be aliens more than me. No one. But after, like, after the... He, coming off the heels of, like, we have a, a Chinese surveillance balloon that gets shot out of the air, 
now we have more and China's like that's an act of aggression like an act of ex- escalation you're you're breaking whatever right it was it was an accident you shouldn't have shot it down uh, <laughs> bullshit uh and then all of a sudden we have all these other objects in my sky to me I'm like well if I was a betting man right and if I was a betting man you're like you know you're you're looking at the roulette table Aliens is green. I'm, I'm definitely putting a couple chips there just in case. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. You never know, right? You never know if it's going to hit green, you're going to hit big. But right now, I'd put all my chips on that. These are most likely Chinese state-owned crafts that are drifting, much like the balloon. Um, and we'll probably see more of them in saw, the following <laughs> weeks. I think I came across a pretty interesting theory that it's like, so... You, we keep hearing these stories that keep coming out of them talking about like, no, these balloons were were floating around like since 2018, like mm-hmm. 2019, they picked these up and they knew about them. So one of the theories is like, we've always known about them. Like we've known about these, these uh, like these balloons flying over our airspace and the U.S. has just been monitoring them the whole time just to see what they're doing. <laughs> and, and China was like, China was like, oh yeah. Yeah, because I mean, that's, that's spycraft, right? Like if if you know that somebody's monitoring a line, you don't, you don't cut the line. You just feed them bad information because that, and then, you know, and then you also feed bad information to people who are giving information to them to know where the mole is or you can find information leaks. So it's like, there's a, there's this theory that it's going along those lines that being like, okay, we knew about these and maybe one of these balloons just got burned. So now we know about them, so we just shoot them all down. Yeah. And if we do it all at the same time, then it looks China's like we just, not, we just well, China it doesn't out. well, no, it, it shows that it China's not sure which ones we didn't we didn't detect. Because now that because once we if we just shot down one yeah. and there was a bunch of other ones floating around, they would be like, Oh, like they didn't detect that one, they didn't detect that one, they didn't detect this one, you know. So we we know which ones work. But if we shoot them all down then yeah. they're not sure which one was actually working ever. Like, yeah. they don't know. So we're just shooting them all down and just be like, yeah, so, we knew about them. So, so okay. <laughs> Red Bill in the chat says, China is claiming uh, they're spotting some off the coast as well now. Uh, yeah, I did see that too. And and actually, um, I don't, I tried to ask him if he never got back to me if I could use his full name. So I'm just going to say, um, Jason Bourne uh, on, in the ATT. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Yeah. Jason Bourne on the on the Facebook group had a little bit of a theory, and his theory was uh, the U.S. is pissed about these balloons flying over. They shot one down. Well, what they're doing now is they're shooting down these objects that are theirs. Just objects that, like, these objects, whatever they are, the United States is putting them there to shoot them down. And now you're going to see these things pop up over the U.S. and Russia. And Russian... And China, whatever surveillance drone or whatever kind of craft the U.S. is using, it, they're not going to be able. To, like, their fighter jets are not going to be able to touch these things. So then it's going to be a show of force of like, not only did the U.S. blow these things out of the air, but now we're seeing them in China. We can't touch them, right? We don't know what they are, and but the states were blowing them up, and really it was just the states' own uh, equipment. Uh, that was his theory, kind of. I kind of liked that theory. I was like, okay, I can see that because now they're. I can, they're I can up also over see. China. Ch- 
Well, I could also see China shooting down their own balloons to be like, well, they're well, useless <laughs> now. Well, yeah, they say it's, they're useless now, yeah. right? Because they're they're totally burned. Like all of them are burned. So they're just like shooting it down to be like, that's that's not ours. We just found out about these. Uh, uh, <laughs> we reco- uh, we could we shot it out over the bay and we can't find it. Yeah. But, you know, they're probably they're probably the USs, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, we're having that problem too. We don't know who these balloons are. But you know, again, yeah. it's just, I can see them doing that. It's one of those things that it's <laughs> this is like an ever changing story so fast. And until we recover these objects and get some reports about what they are, what they're because like I've been seeing so many reports about like they don't know what kind of metal it is, <laughs> like, right? And I'm like, holy, it was a shape shifting. I'm like, metal holy shit, Tom DeLonge just Tom DeLonge yeah, just weird. sitting at the fucking oh, Stars Academy, like drooling, just just salivating. That's <laughs> um, real good stuff. Just because, like, to be honest, like, if this was eight, like, honest, the, the thing that scares me about this is, I'm like, if it was in fact alien craft, right? Like an eight, like legit, we. They're pinging a radar of an alien craft. The first thing we're going to fucking do is blow these things out of the fucking sky. I'm like, it just does not seem like the best foot forward. You know what I mean? When dealing with extraterrestrials, if if that's what these are. That's why part of me thinks I'm like, they must know on some level whether or not they want to give it, give it to the public or not exactly what these things are. Because to me, I'm like... You know, what if that was a sign of a... You're starting some sort of intergalactic war, right? And these other ones you're shooting down are now coming to try to recover their buddies. I would I would still put... I would put that on the aliens because I'd be like, you guys flew down here. You guys flew down here with a bunch of research. crazy monkeys. Yeah, this you guys is America. Flew down here with, uh, you flew down here with a bunch of monkeys. Like, you've been passing through our radio, you know, our radio transmissions for the last, like, you know, 100 light years, if you're picking that up even. Like, 50 light years even going back. You know that this yeah. is a tense situation. And you're not going to announce yourself. And not even the fact that you're going to try to try to contact, like, a government because that seems weird. Just well, a singular can't. government. You'd call, you would contact the entire entire earth like you would hijack a broadcast like you telling me uh like a aliens wouldn't be able to do that they wouldn't be able to hijack like tv broadcasts and just be like broadcast a whole entire holographic message across the the entire world of being like okay like we're here yeah. um those things were ours we're sorry our bad you know we shouldn't know <laughs> you guys are going to shot and shoot them don't around. shoot us but, anymore <laughs> but it's it's mostly like you know, you don't walk into somebody's backyard, especially in the United States, and like, you know, don't announce your intentions and expect not to get shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess so on, on, on that level, like, they would, you think they would know better. And to be honest, I'm just like, if they're coming this far, I do not think that our F-22s would be just walking up and blowing them out of the sky. Yeah, I don't think you need a you need a probe to be that low, twenty thousand feet. No, to, when we have satellites that can do that, that can do yeah. better stuff than that. <laughs> it just, like I said, like I said, I've got a couple chips on green, but my money right now is that these are further, and only because if we didn't have the the China the China Lantern spy balloon a week ago, I'd probably have more chips on in the green here, but. Because that it just you're just kind of like well logically I kind of figured that this is you know the same kind of thing but again cautious optimists we don't know right I'm, we are just taking guesses right now so yeah could be could be something fun could be uh we'll have to wait and see uh, what's what's going to happen here in the next couple uh, in the next couple weeks and you know what information they let seep out um, we got time to fire up the randomatron Dan 
I think we do. Energy levels are optimum for the for the for the randomatron. Okay, well, hold on a second. I might lose video again when I I like I said my lights flicker. I might lose video when I fire this thing up. So just stand by. Okay. Just purring, just purring, just going. This is the best the randomatron's ever sounded. That was a halting stop. Um, got a little smoke in here. Interesting. This week, the randomatron spit it out. The cryptid of the week. Ooh. Ooh. I am intrigued, sir. And intrigued. So, um, this week, we have... it's Hold on. It's, it's printing me out a little thing here. Um, all right. Dingo neck. No. It has... It gave me the phonetics, phonetic spelling, too. <laughs> Ding. Dingo neck. Dingo okay. neck. All right. Not dingo neck, dingo neck. Okay. Uh, little first reported 1907. The location, Kenya and South Africa. Uh, the cryptid type is the aquatic cat like. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, reality rating two stars. I don't what does that know. Mean? I, I guaranteed reality. <laughs> I don't know. I want some real. I, I don't know. Randomatron. I'll have to ask it some questions on what's the yeah we're gonna we have to go into the, the randomatron <laughs> the logs and, and piece that one out yeah what sure. are the what are this <laughs> what is the the star rating oh what's the criteria for a reality okay rating? <laughs> all right hold on hold on hold on hold on just so you know the reality ratings until definitive information is available each cryptid will be given a reality rating thank you randomatron uh, one star the cryptid has been confirmed as a hoax two star proof is not available and it is yet to be confirmed as a hoax but the odds are against the cryptid being real so okay. that's uh that's tonight's but okay. again there's no proof so we don't know uh-huh. um though most experts consider the dingo neck to be the stuff of legend one unconfirmed report suggests a painting in a cave in south africa matches the cryptid's oh. description Almost exactly. So we had like a cryptid Dorian Gray situation going on. Like there's a painting and it's just haunted or something. Yeah. It comes out of the painting. Uh, yeah. Listen, if it's in a cave, it's painting in the cave. Someone saw it. Um, okay. Eyewitness account. Eyewitness accounts are difficult to verify when it comes to the jung- the to the jungle walrus, also known as Dingo Neck. Uh, the story is often repeated. Um, I like jungle walrus way better. Because walruses are terrifying. That sounds like a hippo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. That is a jungle walrus. That is, is a, a hippo. Wait a minute. Um, with uh, little... Hold on. I think I skipped something here. Does this... Uh, repeated with little uh, reliable sourcing. So while we share it here, its credibility is uncertain. Explorer mm-hmm. John Alfred Jordan supposedly saw the cryptid in 1907 in Kenya. Jordan's guide spotted it first on the banks of the River Magori. He led his employer to the river's edge to witness the fearsome beast. When Jordan saw the monster, he shot, but only grazed an ear. The angry Dingo Neck neck roared as the frightened men ran away. Uh, Adventurer, sorry, adventure author 
Edgar Beecher Bronson recounted Jordan's alleged encounter as a shared fireside chat in his 1910 book, Enclosed Territory. Holy saints, but he was a sight, Bronson wrote, quoting Jordan, 14 or 15 feet long, head big as of that of a lioness, but the shape and marked like a leopard, two long white fangs sticking down straight from its upper jaw, uh, back broad as a ship, scaled like an armadillo, uh, but colored and marked like a leopard, and a broad fin tail with slow, lazy swishes, of which he was easily holding himself level in the swift current headed upstream. Bronson died in 1917, so it's an impossible, it's impossible to collect more details about Jordan's experience. As a result, the dingo neck story remains inconclusive. Now it sounds like a goddamn dinosaur. And like we got some pictures Man. here. <laughs> Look at this. Are those actual pictures of the, oh, those, those are, are pictures. these are actual pictures. There's actually pictures. They're okay. pictures of the dang 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 no neck. Dingo neck. Dingo neck. We'll just call them the jungle walrus. No, the jungle, jungle walrus. Jungle walrus. I mean, that to me, it's a, well, it's spotted like a leopard. I mean, the, the some of the colorations on some of the like African crocodiles could get like that. If it were a big enough crocodile, uh, I could say it would be something like that. And it said it roared, and so you know they make that noise. So it could be, it could be a very large crocodile, which would be scary enough in itself. Those things are fucking like, fucking. Crocodiles are cryptids. Those things are freaking huge and scary. <laughs> yeah, well, and same with hippos, man. Hippos, hippos. Honestly, there, there is no animal has a better PR person than hippos. They're, yeah, only in recent years that people discovered that they are like right? the number one killer in yeah. Africa. Like of, people of like wildlife. <laughs> people are starting to come around to the fact that these things are fucking monsters, yeah. and we should make them extinct. Like well, they're, they're sad. Extinct, Dan. <laughs> they are savaging South America, all thanks to Pablo Escobar running wild, well, that's just murdering fault. people. Right? <laughs> like these things are these things are enormous, and all they do is eat. And this they have true. terrible, terrible mood swings. They're right. violent tendencies. They they spray feces Poop? like yeah. a sprinkler. Yeah, I've it's, seen it. it's unbelievable. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Right? We should eradicate these things. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I but, uh, but yeah, I was like these. These could very well. A, a lot of these remind me very similar shape of like a, a very large crocodile. Like a, a could it possibly win? I, I would. I would shock it up to that. My my normal logical mind would would put it up to that. Because uh, armored like an armadillo. Like yeah, it's got scales. Like crocodiles it got is, scales. It is. It is only a two star. So like realistically, there is one account. Of this cryptid, it would be and it's even the Jordan, it's Jordan's like eighteen. Account. I don't think even eighteen feet would be that unusual for a like a, a large crocodile, especially back then, the early nineteen hundreds. Like I feel like you would find larger. Well, and and uh, and I'm not. Even, I'm I'm going to say this. I won't even chalk out that it's some sort of species of crocodile or something that has gone extinct. That was sure. near extinction around this time, and this guy saw one of the very few left on Earth. Right? Like, that's a possibility. Like, say if these things live 150 years, right? Like, whatever this thing is that he saw, right? Is is there a possibility that they were climate change or whatever, they've been driven to a near extinction? And around 1912, there was maybe a four or five left in the world? Possibly, right? And he just happened to see one, and then they gone. And we've never found any fossils. 
I mean, you could even, yeah, I, I would just, I'm still sitting on crocodile, but even like, even thinking a crocodile or an alligator for that matter, like being above 16 feet, like I would still count that as like a cryptid because <laughs> you don't see them every day. Oh. Um, and they're, they're terrifying and huge. Like I, th- th- that is an unusual size, uh, in my books for like a crocodile, I yeah. think, I believe. Uh, but yeah, the, the spotting colorations and stuff remind me a lot of the pictures that I've seen of a, uh, of like a normal, Normal crocodile, so I don't know. Could be that, or it could be what? What do they call it? The cat feline the jungle walrus. Could jungle be a jungle walrus. walrus. Could always be a jungle walrus. Who yeah. knows? Uh, terrifying. Either way, I wonder how many mm. people just died. I'm not going in the water in Africa. And just to <laughs> well, there's a whole ever. there's a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah, <laughs> just let's. But that's say, just gonna, an extra one. Yeah, that's I'm going to add that on one. the rest. Number one <laughs> is that little thing that crawls in your in your penis. No, that's that's the kangaroo, and they live in South America. Well, I'm not going in the water there, anyways. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um i think that's all we got for this week in space news um s- the next space news we're going to do with the whole crew uh is going to be february 26 we'll all be there and by that time we'll have the randomatron running again and it might have i'm not going to say it's going to pull because it's random so it, i don't know what's going to happen i don't know what it's going to shoot out but there is a chance that it will open the cosmic channels uh, live on Space News. Um, yeah, we we may be able to integrate the cosmic channel circuits into the randomatron. Yeah, we're not sure yet. We're not. It sure. hasn't been done before. It's never it could, been done. It could rend reality in twain. Yeah, um, if we do this, but we're we're gonna try for everybody for the sake of you guys and everyone watching this live. Um, we got an awesome case file coming out tomorrow. Uh, we're talking about. Chat GPT, artificial intelligence, and aliens. Uh, so, if you're listening to this as a podcast version, it came out a couple of days ago. Great episode. Uh, we got more live streams and stuff on our Patreon. Uh, you can support the show for as little as $5 a month and you get early access to all live streams, everything early, ad free at patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast. It helps the show out. Um, amazingly and we forgot yeah. to do the sponsored segments today I f- messed up but hey, it's and nobody's it's perfect hey, the, it's, it's, we're doing it's, it's, we're, we're, we're still doing, fi- we're still yeah fleshing stuff out here like we're still working on it alright alright <laughs> Dan what do we how did we sign this off last time I don't remember and that is space news <laughs>